So I was taking a midday nap the other day. Uh-huh. And... Welcome to old age. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm taking them because I think I think I'm not getting enough restful sleep at night. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I took a midday nap where I had a nightmare and I was only asleep for an hour and a half. Um, well, and, you know, that's enough time. Yeah. During the nightmare, I dreamt that I could not open my eyes. <laughs> and I was driving. Oh, my God. So I kept trying to peel them open with my fingers, and I couldn't. Yeah. Um, and I kept shutting them for some reason. And I would, for some reason, I was also on my way to buy pot. Okay. And I don't buy pot, so that mm-hmm. was that was weird. And I was in the middle of my hometown, and uh, it was strangely turned into like a, a grouping of like Hobbit homes with storefronts. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I called. But an you could o- see somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's the weird part was all I kept seeing was myself trying to peel open my eyes while I'm behind the wheel. Like, why won't uh, my fucking eyes open? This is really <laughs> scary. So it's like weird on the uh uh dreaming about not being able to breathe, the the sleep paralysis, but instead yeah. I couldn't open my eyes. And yeah, and I for some reason I was on the I was also on the phone with a friend going like I, I don't need to call ahead to tell them I'm I'm coming to buy pot because it's legal now. Yeah. And they're like, "You're really stupid. Just come to my door and I'll I'll sell you the pot on my front." And somehow doorstep. you're still driving. Yeah. And okay. then I woke up. I woke up very suddenly and opened. Like, jerked my eyes open, and then yeah. my alarm went off. Oh. Yeah. So you didn't get restful sleep. Uh oh no! I was like, oh no! When I woke up after, I was like, oh, this was a fucked up nightmare. I got up and I was like, oh. Wow, my brain is all refreshed. I'll, I'll just keep writing. I'm now 700 pages into my monstrous novel. I'm sorry. How many pages? 700. Okay. And I still, I'm, I'm, I only am just finishing part three. There's going to be one. Actually, it's probably going to be two more. It's going to be a, an it, an it large book. Oh, jeez, always. Yeah, well, like I said, some some person's going to kick me in the cunt. For for Who? some editors going to kick me in the cunt. They're going to be no, like, "Oh my god!" Can't... They're like, "You're not J. George R. R. Martin. You're not. You can't. You can't wax loquacious about a one boy loving another boy on the beach. It's just not. <laughs> it's not for five chapters. Stop it. Well, <laughs> I do tend to repeat myself a lot. Do you? I've noticed. Well, that's that, what it, that's uh, what an editor's for. Yeah, but this is they, yeah, like I want it. I want it so that when I give them, I give them the proposal for the book. It's like it's like so polished that like no matter how turdy it is, they're like, oh wow, I want to keep reading this book to find out what happens to this very real character and well researched mm-hmm. and developed story, you know, in the realm of science and 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 psychology and and, right. and man, this is going to be a, a Pulitzer Prize winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're gonna say out loud to nobody in their <laughs> office. They're gonna be. They're gonna have the book. They're like their. They're whole... gonna turn to this little ceramic monkey on their desk and go, "Ceramic monkey, I want to keep reading this book. I love it so much." Yeah, their whole with the pages printed out. They printed out. I sent them the copy as a word document, and they print it out. And they're like, "Oh shit, I got to keep filling the printer because it's a thousand pages." And they, it's like the, it's like that scene in um, a Christmas story when he's dreaming about his essay being given A's, yes. and she's like A plus plus plus, <laughs> and then she's like Ralphie, 
Ralphie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just read my uh-huh. read my story. Yeah. And he's like, mm. he's in love with his teacher, too. <laughs> he is kind of in love with his teacher, isn't he? Yeah. In a weird little kid kind of way, though. Yeah. Not in a pervy little Atticus sort of way. Yeah, if it were a male editor that was really attractive. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'd be like, I tell you what, Ceramic Monkey, it's going to be hard not to fillet him when I meet him. It's going to be really difficult. You're going to have to give me strength, Ceramic Monkey. And the both of us are going to end up spanking you, Ceramic Monkey. (laughs) You may have been jizzed on before, but now. That's right. Now it's going to be two people at once. That's right. It's going to be tea for two with Ceramic Monkey. My monkey sounds like blue, but whatever. Yeah, why does your monkey sound like... (laughs) Why not? I if mean, you goodness. if he, Atticus is C and say you pull the string, the cow goes. Bah, 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 bah. The rooster goes. Bah, 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 bah. The penis goes. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Oh no, no! This is a toy for children. <laughs> what? Like children aren't supposed to learn about their penises? I mean, come They're, on. No, you said the penis, not yeah. your penis. There's a difference. <laughs> it's funny. My my ex wife regularly babysits um, her her nie- our niece's um, kid. Uh, he's like two, and uh, he's yeah. at the age where you 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 bring out the the wading pool in the yard and let them run around in a in a in a diaper that's getting all soaked up with with water and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and his shit and piss. Great. Yeah, now I got that in my head. Well, so she changes him in the yard, and he's just standing there, dick waving in the wind. And I'm looking. I'm like, I see your wino. I see a wino. Look at you guys. I see you. No, he smiles and laughs. He thinks it's hilarious. And then oh, he takes God. his little finger and he flicks his penis. He's like, Oh, what? Oh, I see a wino. <laughs> I hate that. I hate little naked kids. Especially <laughs> so sudden funny. naked little. Well, I'm, no. I, it's not sudden for me. Go to the beach. <laughs> I know you're just that... sitting there. No, this is a book in the yard. sun and some naked kid comes running by. Like, 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 like. Well, is it because of you're afraid of the? If you look, there other people are going to judge you. You're worried about negative evaluation. Like if you no, want, you're I like, just oh, don't want to see a naked kid running around. It's a, it's a thing kid. about parenting. It's a two year old, and it's in the backyard of her house where like nobody can. <laughs> and she's they know she's babysitting, and it's like I was talking about a very specific instance in public. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking Not about a non-public. Backyard. Yeah, that's what I just huh? said. That was the story. That's what I said. I had a little cheeseburger before we started. Oh, Jesus Christ! And it's starting to hit right now. <laughs> can you even focus? I can focus. I know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to my friend Atticus, who has a big white bandage on his hat, on his head. No. It looks like a what big I, white bandage. What I am actually wearing on my head is I a, actually panicked a little bit when, when when the feed came on. Someone's someone's knitted hat that they gave to James. And what it looks like is is the is the hat that you will regularly see a lot of um Muslim men wearing over their head. Okay. Jason needs a closer look at it so he can see. See the stitching. Oh yeah, it's yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. So it's I, I could take it off, but I don't want to. Am I weirding you out? Is it no, weird? No, yeah, weird, it weird, is, because I'm weird. used to seeing your hair. And instead, you got this great big, I just got out of surgery, headband bandage on, and it's weird. It freaks me out a little bit. Don't I was be like, scared, oh, scared, are we going to have a scared, talk scared. about something? What? 
What did you say? I'm trying to mess with you, and I know you. I know you. I know I can. No. I was saying, don't be scared, 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 scared. Yeah, that doesn't work on me. No, it would work on me. I'd be like, oh, yeah. God. Oh, God, yeah. Never be, never have any cheeseburgers around me. Mm-hmm. Because I can modulate my voice low. <laughs> that wouldn't, you know what? If I would know that you were doing that, and what would bother me is I'd be like, I'd be like, stop trying to fuck with me. And then I'd probably get pissed off to the point where you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Alright, I'm leaving now. How does someone how does a, someone on pod get this angry? <laughs> you don't I you know what I what I've been tempted to do is just buy a cheeseburger, take a couple yeah. of hits, and then just sit down. And then and that probably won't last too long. Maybe one hit, not even two. Just one or two and then just sit and then But I you know what? I had an encounter the other day with a person at a gas station. I was buying food late night at a gas station because I was leaving work and I was hungry. Yeah. And uh, she was very obviously inebriated on something. And uh, she saw me in my scrubs and she started talking to me while I was in line. And uh, Yeah. She she looked, she was wearing like, I, I don't know how to explain it. She looked like she was wearing uh, paper bags for clothes. Um, but she, I, I, okay. Well, I was being polite because she, she, looked, yeah. she looked very obviously, and her car was all broken down and shitty looking. So I was, it was very obvious she was living out of her car. Okay. And she, she starts talking to me, and she's, and she was talking about how much she loves alcohol, and she wished that she could quit drinking. Like, what a personal <laughs> conversation to be having. Like, you know, I, yeah, I understand. I quit drinking last year for the most part because I just, I, and I've lost this X amount of weight and all this kind of stuff. And she goes. You know what I like to deal in? I like to deal in pot. I'm a pot nurse. And I and I looked at her and I said <laughs> that I was at I was in the front of the line now and I turned around uh-huh. and I said, "Oh, so not a nurse?" Oh. Because I was wearing scrubs and and I was like, I I'm know. not going to let this go and she goes, "No, there's such a thing." And I'm like, "Really? What kind of like what kind of work do you do? What uh what are your assessments or or your your diagnosis skills?" And she's like, "I just sell pot." To people who <laughs> who need it, and and like she basically tried to make it seem like she's the weed mama for people who have cancer, uh huh, and that she like she she gives people who have cancer pot when they can't normally get right. it. And I was like, yeah. so not a nurse. Boy, elitist much? Let's let's reverse it just for a quick second. No, I'm an alcoholic. Oh yeah, I I quit drinking last year because I was gaining weight and I just didn't want to drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna die from drinking because I can't quit. Yeah, I just gave it up last year for you know whatever, whatever. I I do good things for people with pot. They do, she doesn't. I'm a pot nurse. Jason, I'm gonna make this very clear. She does not need <laughs> to sell pot to cancer patients out here. They can just get it by prescription. I know. So, I know. No, not a nurse. I know. It's a joke, Addy. I know. I love. I'm fucking with you now. Do you want to start a show? Sure. Why not? Ready? Three, two, one, go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men One Story One Million Interruptions. I am. Jason Harding. And I am watching my friend high as fuck. Whee! 
And hey, guys, we're going to have a format change forever and forever because Addy's bored or something. I don't know. He's run out of ideas. We've both run out of stories. You know what? We this don't... is not us running out of ideas. We've been suggesting this kind of since the beginning. Well, look at the shark underneath this, Addy. <laughs> I'm glad you did this because if I you told me last <laughs> week, I actually did get a call from Jason last week to uh, I did we week, talked to to talk about how we couldn't do the podcast because he wasn't feeling funny, which is perfectly fine. But mm. it, and and now this week he 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 said well, actually last week he said that if I started reading what I was going to read, he would fall asleep. So now <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. I know it ain't gonna happen, and this is gonna be a funny. No, show. I said if we did the show, I would literally fall asleep on the show again. Nimble-eared viewers heard me gently snoring at the end of the last show, I even and I still feel it. bad about it. What? Yeah, but I wouldn't. I I didn't get mad at you. I was just like, that's kind of funny. No, no, no. Addy was perfectly fine. This is the. You know what? This is the living us. Like we. Okay. You know. So what we're gonna start doing now is we're gonna start reading classic books and stories from the public domain. Mostly just that. We're not gonna be. We can't really legally do anything else. That's true. We can still get yours. We'll still take your stories though. Yes, if you have stories, please. Please send them to us and we'll gladly read them on the air. Go to the Let Me List podcast website. Go to the contact page. Leave it for us there. Let me know how you want to get it to me. Okay, Addy. This what week. Are we, this is the new format, so what are we doing? This week, we are going to read that amazing piece of awesomeness, The Call of Cthulhu. Oh, by that racist guy. Uh, Yeah, let's just read the story because that's... By that this, racist this... guy who hated dark people, Jewish... He hated everybody. Okay, well, I can tell you some other things about the story. I, you know what else? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my goodness. Let's put our monocles on and read The Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> Written by H.P. Lovecraft in the summer of 1926 and published in 1928 in the February edition of Weird Tales. It's a pulp comic and horror literary magazine. It reached literary success of one of the greatest sh- short horror stories ever written. Can you tell I didn't practice this? He didn't re- yeah. pre-read it, everybody. It it's in- okay. It in- I wrote this. It influenced such notable writers as Stephen King, Peter Straub, and more recently, one of my personal favorites, David Wong, the author of John Dies at the End, as well as being the inspiration for a video game of the same name, a song by Metallica on the Ride the Lightning album, and last but not least, has influenced the writings of Dan Harmon for the hilarious cosmic humor show Rick and Morty. Not only that, but Cthulhu became a pop cultural icon and one of the first memes on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So did I do good for that little opener thing? You was did. That, was that very you professional? You did, my squid-faced oh, little friend. That would take three big fights, you know. My worshiper of Dagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recommend everybody read this. I actually did read it once over, but I forgot all of it because I'm stupid. So here we go. Uh, The book opens with a quote. Of such great powers or beings, there may be conceivably a survivable. A survival? A survival? Do you want to run at it again? Huh? Do you want to run at the quote again? Well, I I mean, I'm just being me. Okay. (laughs) Of such great powers or beings, there may be conceivably a survival. A survival of a hugely remote period when consciousness was manifested, perhaps in shapes and forms long since withdrawn before the tide of advancing humanity, forms of which poetry and legend alone have caught a flying memory and called them gods, monsters, mythical beings of all sorts and kinds. Algernon Blackwood. Who's that? I don't know. Some dude. You guys can look him up. I'm just... I should be drinking right now. Some dude. 
<laughs> some dude, some literary dude. I don't know. I some just, it's not I like I know. care about literature or anything. I'm just I'm writing long, long-winded books, hoping Man, to get published no. by Tor or something like that. Tor. Algernon Blackwood sounds made up. That's like a porn name from the 1700s. You mean like where they had to do them live? <laughs> They had to do it live. Hold on a sec, everybody. We'll be getting out our Dapper Dan and our hear Slutty ye, Sally. Hear ye. <laughs> Princess Big Butt's Pony Theater has opened on the Blackwood Street. Open up and put on your monocles and put on your top hats and come sit to watch the show. This Chapter week, one. Watch the astounding play. Shake my spear. One. The horror one. in clay. Oh, <sighs> that's what my teacher called all of my art projects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Why? What were you, make penises? Vaginas? Yeah, no, I mean, I usually would make a monster. Hold on a sec, guys. I got a good one here. Ha ha ha. Yeah, flap, slap, slap. The most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. The sciences, each straining in its own redirection, in its own direction, have hitherto harmed us little. But someday, piercing to piecing to is it piecing together? Piecing together of disassociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality, our fright and of our frightful position therein, that we shall either go mad from the revelation or flee from the deadly light into into the peace and safety of a new dark age. I know which one we're doing now. What? Fleeing into the safety of a new dark age. See, with all the all the flat earthers and all the fucking conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers and Mhm. Theosophists have guessed awesome uh, at the awesome grandeur of the cosmic cycle wherein our world and human race form transient incidents. They have hinted at strange survivals in terms which would freeze the blood if not masked by a bland optimism. But it is not from them that there came the single glimpse of forbidden eons which chills me when I think of it and, and maddens me when I dream of it. That glimpse, like all dread glimpses of truth, flashed out from an accidental piecing together of separated things. In this case, an old newspaper item and the notes of a dead professor. I hope that no one else will accomplish this piecing out. Certainly. Except you're going to tell us how to do it right now. Of course. <laughs> Just uh, whatever you guys do, don't, don't, don't. Don't ever take, read anymore. Don't take the blood of a goat and smear it in a hexagram on your chest and then hump a rugged floor. Oh, wait. It won't summon anything, I swear. A rugged floor? <laughs> Why not? A rugged floor? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> rugged is different. It's like that's a pretty rugged floor. <laughs> no, it is rugged. It's it, like I gotta fight it just to get over to the kitchen. It gave me a burn on my face. Just <laughs> I once fell down a flight of steps back first that was rugged. And I got I got the worst rug burn. I I stood up and started oh. screaming that it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And I fell on the floor and nobody came to see me. How old were you? I was like eight. Oh my god. My mom was literally watching like like I don't know, like guiding light or something, and I was like, It hurts, it hurts, yeah. it hurts. Ah! <laughs> and she's like, again. She's like, Oh fuck this kid. I just picture you as a kid. The house, your mom's just sitting there watching TV. And she hears, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, ah! Five minutes pass. It hurts, it hurts! <laughs> and then I stamp my feet on the ground. I'm like, it hurts. And she's like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> Would you like me to rub ointment on your tiny little back? I'll put ooh, you in the ooh. yard and rinse you off with a hose and say, look, I can see your wiener. <laughs> 
No, Mom. Not again, Mom. No. No, I'm, I'm eight. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I shall never knowingly supply a link in so hideous a chain. I think that the professor, too, intended to keep a slight regarding that it, that the part he knew and would have destroyed his notes had had not sudden death seized him. Oh! My knowledge of the thing began in the winter of eight, uh, 1926 to 1927 with the death of my granduncle, George Gamble Angle, professor emeritus of Semitic languages at Brown U- University, which is not far from where I live in Providence, Rhode mm. Professor Angle was widely known as an authority on ancient inscriptions and had frequently been resorted to by the heads of prominent museums, so that his passing at the age of 92 may be recalled by many. Locally, interest was intensified by the obscurity of the cause of death. The professor had been stricken whilst returning from Newport from the Newport boat, failing su- uh, falling suddenly, as witnesses said, after having been jostled by a nautical-looking negro. <laughs> I read that before, and I remember second paragraph. <laughs> it's like yeah, second. Can page. you describe to me a rather nautical-looking Negro? <laughs> he floats. So if it, she weighs less than a duck, no, she's a witch. And if he has oars in his hands, he is a nautical-looking Negro. I'm imagining, um, Queek, you know, Marie, Muhammad Ali wearing an ill-fitting uh, Popeye the, the sailor costume. I, I am what I am. I float. <laughs> and that's all what I am. I float like a duck, and I'll punch you in the face. What is your deal with ducks tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. I actually saw I, I when I was running earlier earlier this morning. Uh, I saw a bunch of ducks running, little chick, little little baby ducks running <laughs> through my path. I was like, "What Aww. are you guys doing here?" And they're like, "Bye, <laughs> bye." You know what human. I see every day? What turkeys? Oh, they're here too. There was one on my roof the other day. I hit one with my car on the highway once. Oh, they're protected. You're not supposed to do that. Not out here. They're not. Mm. Fucking kidding me? People shoot. They they run out and grab them, and break their necks, and they're like, "This is what I'm eating for dinner: a gobbler." <laughs> No, he was crossing. They just run out there, break their necks, and leave the body. I've done another one. (laughs) (laughs) I was driving down the highway, and all of a sudden, a fucking turkey appeared out of nowhere, and I'm like, ah! So I tried to hit the brakes, but instead skidded towards him, and he flew up over my hood, like flapping. It's like thousands of feathers flying everywhere as it bashed against my windshield, and I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and I stopped on the side of the road. I was like, (sighs) and another and a woman pulled over in front of me and she's like are you okay and I was like what was that and she goes I think you fucking killed a turkey (laughs) and I was like haha another one (laughs) (laughs) alright 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 this nautical looking negro (laughs) I can't damn it so bad who had come uh, from one of the queer dark courts of the precipitous hillside which formed a shortcut from the waterfront to the deceased's home in William Street. Physicians were unable to find any visible disorder, but concluded... Except the fact that he was 92 fucking years old. <laughs> In in 1927 as well. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I know, I know that the stock market's about to crash and everything's about to suck for a while. So excuse me, I'm just going to die. Ha ha. Sorry. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you are you are really fucking high, aren't I'm you? I'm not. I'm reading ahead. Don't. Are you reading it with me? Yeah. Don't do that. Why? Because that's not fair. It's fun. Oh. And I know when you fuck up. 
but concluded after perplexed debate. Der- perplexed debate. <laughs> I perplexed debated. Oh, no. People don't understand just how tired I am when I come home. That's from when now. you jerk off and you're confused about <laughs> what am I doing? That, what is this? That, I can't stop it. That is the title of the episode Perplexed debate. It feels like Mr. Wingwong's going to sneeze. That some obscure lesion of the heart induced <laughs> by the brisk, the brisk ascent of so steep a hill by so elderly a man was responsible for the end. At the time, I saw no reason to dissent from this dictum. But latterly, I am inclined to wonder. Are you, gonna... still, are you laughing at dictum? No, I'm letting it perplexed or bait. <laughs> <laughs> It's still, can you picture, imagine, imagine you grow to manhood and you've never touched it ever, right? (laughs) Except to pee. Except, yeah, except to urinate or whatever. Or your mother always tied a string to it for you and you say. And then out of boredom or whatever, you just start jerking it and you're confused. It's like your body's possessed. You would literally have to have no friends who were boys. Yeah, And to have never seen pornography. And to have mm-hmm. and to have had no father or, or and no mother that would explain it to you, so you were an well, orphan it may unto also yourself. Be, you were, you were raised also by wolves. An, it may be an instinctive masturbation, it, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because if I've noticed anything, what religion really likes to clamp down on the thing that it really wants to eradicate in people happiness. <laughs> anything, anything that equates us to the natural world. Right, mm-hmm. we want to control the things that link us to the other animals on the planet. The food, right? the sex, and the happiness. Food, sex, um, and what do they do when they want to enter another state or be more godlike? They completely cut out those things altogether. They fast, or they stand for long periods of time, or they do something just incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm gonna go out into the desert th- now and not eat, and then wonder why I'm seeing shit that ain't there. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say we're special creations yet we all have the same compunctions desires and instincts as the rutting elk you know out in the forest i am no elk screw you sir i'm going i am divine (laughs) but latterly i am inclined to wonder and more than wonder as my granduncle's heir and executor for he died a childless widower executor his executor means you killed him (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was we're not we're we're reading the story but we're not going to take it so seriously Come on. No, do you think they got that? You know now? what? You know what, Jason? You know what, Jason? What? You're gonna what? absolutely hate me when we start doing Shakespeare. Because we are gonna oh, do yeah. that, guys. We're gonna we're gonna do Romeo and Juliet, and you're gonna be Juliet. <laughs> if guys hear a lot of background noise for me, it's because I'm recording in a garage that's like 102 degrees. I have the door open and a fan on. So so neener neener. I can't hear it over my end, so I don't think that they can hear it. Well, you got that bandage covering your ears too. I have headphones directly in my ear. Oh, I see that. Yeah. I was expected to go over. Hi, Addy. It feels so good in your ear. Actually, what does it feel like? Does it feel like hard wax? To to the whole audience is like to have their headphones on. Let's do the rest of of Call of Cthulhu as ASMR. Like like this. Oh, my goodness. I was expected to go over his papers with some thoroughness and for that purpose moved his entire set of files and boxes. This reminds me of a time when I went down to the dump with my dad. You know, remember? And I went down there. You took a dump with your dad? Yeah, I took a dump with my dad. <laughs> he was like, pull down your shorts. I can see your wiener. How successful do you think an ASMR podcast would be? I think it would be very difficult. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I bet you anything it exists already. But I, I bet it does. They're not us. And I would have to hit the low one, I guess. Right in the back of my throat. And I would probably okay. have to start smoking again. So it sounds even hardier. Well, you know what? We're going to find out if any of our fans are ASMR because they're going to be writing into either saying never do that again. <laughs> and go fuck yourself. All right. So. Or only do that for here on out. And for that purpose, moved his entire set of files and boxes to my quarters in Boston. Much of the material, which I correlated, will be later published by the American Archaeological Society. But there was one box which I found exceedingly puzzling, and which I felt much averse from shooing to other eyes. It had been locked, and I did not find the key until it occurred to me to examine the personal ring which the professor carried always in his pocket. Then, indeed, I succeeded in opening it. But when I did, so seemed only to be confronted by a greater and more closely locked barrier. For what could he, the meaning of, of the queer clay... What could be the meaning? What could be the meaning of the queer clay bass relief and the disjointed jottings, ramblings, and cuttings which I found? Had my uncle, in his latter years, become credulous of the most superficial impostures? Is that, did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. Uh... I resolved to search out the eccentric sculptor responsible for this apparent disturbance of an old man's peace of mind. The bass relief was a rough rank rectangle less than an inch thick and about five by six inches in area, obviously of modern origin. Its designs, however, were far from modern in atmosphere and suggestion, for although the vagaries of cubism and futurism are many and wild, they do not, they do not often reproduce a cryptic regularity which lurks in prehistoric writing, and the writing of some kind and writing of some kind the bulk of these designs seemed certainly to be though my memory despite it's so terrifying oh my god this is art. one long run on fucking sentence yes it is it's he's worse than me yeah <laughs> He 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 made love in ways that neither poetry nor pornography could. Yeah, contrive. but that's a very short sentence. <sighs> Despite much familiarity with papers and collections of my uncle, failed in any way to identify this particular species, or even to hint at its remotest affiliations. Above the apparent hieroglyphics was a figure of evidently pictorial intent, though its impressionistic execution forbade a very clear idea of its nature. It seemed to be a sort of monster or symbol representing a monster, a form of which only a diseased fancy could conceive. Like me. Oh, my fancy is diseased. <laughs> Excuse me? Hello? I seem to have a fever. <laughs> I'm sorry, but fancy does sound like a turn-of-the-century woman, what she uses instead of saying anything about, oh, my fancy itches this morning. No, you've got to be more high-pitched. Please powder my vagina. <laughs> Stick your rugged floor into my fancy. <laughs> Put me on that rugged floor. <laughs> <laughs> With its knotty pine. <laughs> I want rug birds. Make me say, ow, ow, it hurts. <laughs> and then put liniment on the wounds. Liniment? But first the rubbing alcohol. <laughs> I must first scrub with witch hazel. Can you imagine getting a horrible rug burn all over your back and then somebody going, hold on a second, and then pouring fucking rub oh, rubbing God. alcohol on it? Like, ah! And you would fucking <laughs> scream at the top of your lungs and then the crazy part is after a few seconds it would feel good the pain would what go it? away after a few seconds ah yeah well i i used to i'd some in some way like like i i had a sunburn once that was so bad i <laughs> here's another thing you're gonna be like what the fuck and you're gonna be like why the fuck did you do that and why are you alive okay 
I once, on. I once sunbathed on my father's roof naked, covered okay. covered in, um, I didn't have any Vaseline, so I did it with Bacitracin, thinking that I could keep, I could keep my skin soothed. Oh my god, are and you insane? And it was insane? like 104 degrees You put outside. yourself under a magnifying glass. <laughs> and I, I gave myself a second degree burn over my yeah, entire you would. body. And the skin, oh my god, the skin was sloughing off, especially around at my crotch and everything. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I should, I could have died. It's not even a Yeah, you could have. I could have died. You could have gone into shock. You know what, you know what is the worst, uh, the, the, the actual killer of uh, a very bad burn above a, a second degree burn is actually dehydration. That's like yep. the word, that's like the, uh, the number one thing they worry about. They give you IV fluids immediately if you have a... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, from a fire, but they're not expecting a guy to come in all all sopping wet with Vaseline and go, excuse me, I can't move because I'm blowing to myself. I ain't moving, I'm dizzy, and... Um... <laughs> I was trying to live, I promise. My entire back is ba- is filling with pus. Can I please, please, can I lay down on this floor? Just kill me. Just kill, kill, kill Atticus, Put please. Put me on your rugged floor. <laughs> Put me on your rugged floor. I deserve it. I deserve it. If I say that my somewhat extravagant imagination yielded simultaneous pictures of an octopus, a dragon, and a human caricature, I shall not be unfaithful to, to the spirit of the thing. A pulpy tentacled head surmounted by uh, surmounted a grotesque and scaly body with rudimentary wings, but it was the general outline of the whole which made it most shockingly frightful. Behind the figure was a vague suggestion of a cyclopean ar- uh, architectural background. The writing, the writing accompanying accompanying this oddity, was aside from a stack of press of press cuttings in Professor Angle's most recent hand, um, and made no sense to pretense to literary style. What uh, what seemed to be the main document was headed Cthulhu cult and characters painstakingly printed to avoid erroneous reading of a word so unheard of. The manuscript was divided in two sections, the first of which was headed 1925 Dream of Dream, a work of H.A. Wilcox, 7 Thomas Street Providence, Rhode Island, and the second I'm going to go drive there now. And, okay. And the second now, you know what? I wonder if it actually is a place. Hold on a sec. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, God. No, we gotta. This is right. Dude, this is literally like 20 miles from where I live. I feel sorry for the poor family that lives there if that is an address. Seven will cost. Yep, in Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, let's see if there's one in Providence. Well, Providence may have encompassed Warwick at that point. Mm-hmm. Nope, I put in Providence and it doesn't do anything, but let's see Let's oh. see Warwick. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, it may... Providence may have encompassed... No, it's past Cranston, so it can't be. Let me see. The other manuscript papers were all brief notes. Some of them accounts of the queer... No, He likes no. using that word a lot. He likes saying queer. Excuse have you noticed me. that? Excuse me, I'm reading... It's like the 15th. Now, you're looking up things on I'm Google. Done. You're getting Google Narrative Maps. Narrative Inspector John R. LeGrath, 121 Bainville Street, New Orleans, Louisiana, at 1908 AA St. MTG. What the fuck does that mean? Notes Manufacturing. On, I don't care. Notes on same and Professor Webb's account. The other manuscript papers were all brief notes. Some of them accounts of queer dreams of different persons. Some of them citations from theo- theosophical books and magazines, notably W. Scott Elliott's Atlantis and the Lost Lemuria. And the rest and the rest comments on long surviving secret societies and hidden cults, with references to passages in such mythological and anthropological source books as Fraser Golden's Bow and Miss Murray's Witch Cult in Western Europe. The cuttings largely alluded to 
outer mental illnesses, autoa, autoa, mental illnesses, Ultra. and outbreaks of group folly or mania in the spring of 1925. Oh, I wish we had more outbreaks of group folly. <laughs> Can you use that? You have this. Which copy do you have? Do you have the Kindle version? I don't know. Why? So far, it's been word for word. No, I know, but my version has a picture of the book. Mine does not. The Golden Bough, A Study in Magic and Religion, 3rd Edition, You're Sir James George Fraser, O.M. And then underneath that it says, Part 1, The Magic and Art and the Evolution of Kings, Volume 1. And it's got like a interlacing of those, you know those little helicopter seed pods that fall from trees? Yes. That it's like there it's like those all over this. I'll send you I'll, I'll send you a screenshot later. The first okay. half of the principal manuscript told a very particular a very peculiar tale. It appears that on March 1st, 1925, a thin dark young man of neurotic and excited aspect had called upon Professor Angle bearing the singular clay bas relief, which was then exceedingly damp and fresh. Oh, it was hot and wet. Put it on your rugged floor. <laughs> His card bore the name of Henry Anthony Wilcox and my uncle had recognized him as the youngest son of an excellent family slightly known to him who had laterally what does that mean laterally does that mean lately where who had laterally i don't know been studying sculpture at the rhode island school of design which still exists and living alone at fleur de lis building near that institution wilcox was a precious youth of known genius but great eccentricity and had from childhood excited attention through the strange stories and odd dreams he was in the habit of uh relating he called himself psychically Hypertensive. <laughs> I have voice you. Hold on a second. My brain is bleeding. Like <laughs> put me on your rugged floor. <laughs> I covered myself in Vaseline and then put my and then put my head in a microwave. I laid in the sun until I smelled bacon and then I went inside and mommy poured alcohol on me. But the staid folk of the ancient commercial city dismissed him as merely queer. Hello. And you know what? It's great about this, him repeatedly using that word and and I know that Providence is one of the greatest gay cities ever. It is okay. where, it is the first, it is where, it is where it's all happening in Providence happened. It's where James and I first jerked each other off on a couch and then fell in love. Because that's how <laughs> you do it. That's how you do it. You jerk yourself off on a couch. Uh, never mingling much with his kind he had dropped gradually from social visibility and was now known only to, to a small group of aesthetes aesthetes aesthetics as, no there's no c what aesthetes a-e-s-t-h-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-t-e-
of the tablet implied kinship. Was it perplexabated? What was <laughs> the word we came up with? Perplexabated. Uh, implied kinship with anything but archaeology. Young Wilcox's rejoiner, which impressed my uncle enough to make him recall and record it verbatim, was of a fantastically poetic cast, which must have sim- uh, typified his uh, typified his whole conversation, which I have since found highly characteristic of him. He said, It's new indeed, for I made it last night in a dream of strange cities and dreams o- are older than brooding tire or the or the complexative sphinx or garden girdle babylon how about you read the quotes okay <laughs> no you already did it anyway keep yeah. going it was then that he began that rambling tale which suddenly played upon a sleeping memory and won the fevered interest of my uncle there had been a slight earthquake tremor the night before the most uh, considerable felt in new england for some years and wilcox's imagination had been keenly affected Upon retiring, he had an unprecedented dream of great cyclopean cities of titan blocks and sky-flung monoliths, all dripping with green ooze and sinister, latent horror. Hieroglyphs had covered the walls and pillars, and from some undetermined point below had come a voice that was not a voice, a chaotic sensation with only fancy, well, which only fancy could transmute into sound, but which he attempted to render by an almost by the almost unpronounceable jumble of letters. Cthulhu Flughaven. <laughs> Flughaven. 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 <laughs> this verbal. Oh, shit. What did I just do? Oh, uh, I, no, I, I changed. This verbal jumble was the key to the recollection of which excited and disturbed professional Professor Angel. <laughs> You're not doing much better than me. He questioned the sculptor with scientific minuteness and studied with almost frenetic intensity the boss relief on which the youth had found himself working chilled and clad only in his night clothes when waking had stolen belitteringly over him bewilderingly bewilderingly i don't care my uncle blamed his old age wilcox, wilcox afterwards, afterwards said i was gonna i was trying to uh, never mind i get it i get it you want to read no 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 i was trying to read with you so it sounded a little more crazy <laughs> for his slowness in recognizing both hieroglyphs and pictorial design many of his questions seemed highly out of place to his visitor, especially those which tried to connect the latter with strange cults or societies, and Wilcox could not understand the repeated promises of silence, which he was offered in exchange for an admission of membership in some widespread mystical uh, mystical or paganly religious body. Ooh, a paganly religious body! <laughs> look at her paganly religious body! <laughs> and she chatterbaited. What was it? <laughs> I was chatterbaiting my fancy! <laughs> More people stared at my paganly religious body. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a man with nothing but penises for a beard came in, and widespread wings that outstretched beyond the horizon. Penises <laughs> for a beard. <laughs> Would you rather have teeth for hair or hair for teeth? <laughs> <laughs> When Professor Angle <laughs> Jesus I think I would prefer having hair for uh, teeth for hair. The other way around is just too awful to comprehend. Hello, my name is Harry Mouth. Excuse Help me. me. <laughs> just I've swallowed six feet of my own hair. <laughs> They're like Pauline now. I can barely eat. <laughs> I'm gonna go live in the sea. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh God. I want meat. 
I want meat. <laughs> I want meat, Cthulhu. Why have you done this to me? That's what he does. He switches. He Not only do you have hair for teeth, you have teeth for hair. And that's your <laughs> curse. And the person's, like, walking around with, like, jagged teeth all over their fucking head. Like, Lele, it looks like how my head looks right now with this hat. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Except it hurts and you can't lay down. And if you have an abscess, <laughs> your whole head fucking swells up. Uh, and you have to brush your head. <laughs> oh my god! You would have to. You would have to put toothpaste all over your head and shampoo That's in your right. mouth. <laughs> you would have to put shampoo in your mouth. <laughs> Can you imagine? You'd have to gargle with it. You'd have to keep you that hair trimmed like the, all the time. The, you would have to use like a horse brush to scrub your head. So you'd be like, what do eat? You're just walking home, you have some floss stuck in one of the teeth. Oh my god. The other day I started I started singing the Star Wars theme to my daughter in the in the voice of Curly. I, I was going <laughs> She didn't even know who he was, did she? Oh she knew who no, she didn't know who Curly was, but she knew the theme. She just looked at me. Oh yeah. She just had those those bright, big bright, beautiful blue eyes and she just looked at me through her glasses and she kept blinking like what the fuck is wrong with my dad <laughs> well honey about 20 years ago i laid in the sun covered in vaseline <laughs> and bacitrace anointment first i covered myself in the finest of oils because i was trying to execute myself like a person in game of thrones so instead of getting a tam you literally removed like five layers of skin no only the top layer it was but okay. it, it 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 was burned it was burned quite deeply so it was it was a, like a partial second degree burn mm. all right where are we shut up you <laughs> read the story hold on a sec i got to put toothpaste in my hair you see <laughs> It, Put the toothpaste on the on the horse brush, numbskull. <laughs> hey Mo, I peed on my shoes again. <laughs> I can never get that out. It is one of my favorite jokes. It's uh, the guy Billy West, the guy who does uh, both Ren and, the voice of Ren and Stimpy yeah. and Fry. Okay. He also did the voices of um, all three of the Three Stooges, and he had this joke where he's just doing Larry Fine. <laughs> And he says one line, and it's... <laughs> oh, jeez. And I don't know why I find it so fucking funny. You know, i sorry. Like, hey, Mo, I peed on my shoes again. You know what? That's supposed to be funny. What is the funniest thing you ever... What is the funniest thing you ever laughed at that you shouldn't have laughed at? That I can't think of the thing right, that I, I shouldn't have I'll give have you my at. example was the, the scene in American Beauty when the, the mother cannot sell the house. Like, she's spending the whole day cleaning up this house, and she's like, I will sell this house today. I will right. sell the... And then all of a sudden, the the, the customers, the, the people she's showing the house, refuse to buy it. They don't like it. No one wants to buy it. And she shuts the door. And then the director makes this, this camera choice where he makes it so that her eyes are the only thing that are really focused on. And she starts yeah. to cry at the top of her lungs and starts smacking her own face. And she's like, shut yeah. up, you weak, you baby. Shut up, shut up. And when she's doing it, I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck? That's so funny. It's not <laughs> supposed to be funny. But You're a monster. Monster man. I am a monster. I want to cover her in Vaseline and lick her lay out in the sun. <laughs> 
jeez. <laughs> she has the same birthday as me. <laughs> oh yeah, did you? Uh, she was just in um uh uh, uh Avengers movie. Um yeah, she was in Cap of Marvel. She was in Cap, which I didn't get to see until after I saw Endgame. <laughs> well, it doesn't didn't spoil anything. Yeah, I know. That's the awful part about that one is the fact that it really just. I mean, yeah, you get to know who she is, and it's a cool superhero movie, but it's like it really doesn't add much to. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No. So anyway, when Professor Angle became convinced that the sculptor was indeed ignorant of any cult or system of <laughs> or cryptic lore, he, he besieged his visitor with demands for future reports of dreams. This bore regular fruit, for after the first interview, the manuscript records daily calls of the young man, during which he related startling, startling fragments of nocturnal imagery whose burden was always terrible, Cyclope, cyclopean vista of dark, dripping stone with a subterrene uh, voice or intelligence shouting uh, monotonously monotonously in en- enigmatical sense impacts in <laughs> what the fuck yeah Un- uninscribe uninscribable save as gibber- gibberish the two sounds most frequently repeated are those rendered by the letters cthulhu and raleigh on march 23rd the manuscript continued wilcox failed to appear and inquiries at his quarters revealed that he had been stricken with an obscure sort of fever and had taken the- to the home of his family on in water in Waterman Street. In Waterman Street? It's a river! In Waterman Street. He, they float around. Mm-hmm. He had cried out. out in the night. Well, you don't understand the pages in my book for some reason there. Okay. Yeah. He had cried out in the night, arousing several other artists in the building, and had manifested oh. since then only alterations of un- arousing them, eh? <laughs> arousing me to lay on the ragged, the rugged floor. Mm, the sculptor is <laughs> crying out erotically. Mm. Come here, Bedros, and rub my fancy. Like the scene in Ghost. Mm, make me some tentacles. What are you? You know, because they're sculpting. Oh right, on right. On the right. Potter's wheel. Right. How did she you? She could have made tentacles. Yeah, she should have made giant shoot I would have been so great if she just started making this giant like like dick and then put her finger in the middle and she's like mm, you get the picture now and he's like nah I don't I've been gay this whole time Haha. <laughs> he's also dead and like a ghost, right? Yeah, I you know what? I hope that he's a ghost. I I hope that oh. there's ev- if there's ever a Thanks for reminding me of that. Jeez, Louise. No, no, no. I mean in Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about in real life he is dead. Uh, and I said I said if there's anybody who deserves to be a ghost, like a hot ghost, there you go. Yeah. Okay. And for some reason I I went to go name him and my fucking brain <laughs> won't let me remember his name. You don't remember the actor's name? I only remember his body and his face. <laughs> his first name is Patrick. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. There you there go. You go. Uh, I'm old and half stupid and a little stoned, and you're like, can't remember Patrick Swayze. I, I remember his body and his face. Okay. So I did the right thing. <laughs> Whatever that is. I covered him in Vaseline and then <laughs> chained him to my roof on a hot day in New England. Ah. Uh. My uncle at once telephoned the family, and from that time forward kept close watch of the case, calling often Thayer Street, office of Dr. Toby, whom he learned to be in charge. The youth's furbile mind apparently was dwelling on strange things, and the doctor shuddered now. And then, as he spoke of him, they included not only repetition of what he had formerly dreamed, but touched wildly on a gigantic thing miles high, which walked or lumbered about. He had no time fully described this object, but occasional frantic words 
as repeated by Dr. Toby, convinced the professor that it must be identical with the nameless monstrosity he had sought to depict in his dream sculpture. Mmm, dream sculpture. Dream sculpture. Dream. You're of a monster that sleeps at the bottom of the ocean. Dream, dream sculpture, dream. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm high. Yeah, just a little bit. I should do that one of these times. Just be like, okay, Jason. Come on, get on with it. What else did Dr. Toby said? He said he was crazy cuckoo nutball brain. Reference to this object, the doctor added, was invariably a prelude to a young man's subsidence into lethargy. His temperature, oddly enough, was not greatly above normal. But his Welcome whole... to NPR. It's three o'clock and now it's time for subsidence into lethargy. <laughs> Uh, but his whole condition was otherwise such as to suggest true fever rather than mental disorder on april 2nd at about 3 p.m every trace of wilcox's malady suddenly ceased he sat upright in bed astonished to find himself at home and completely ignorant of what had happened in the dream or reality since that night of march 22nd pronounced well by his physician he returned to his quarters in three days but to professor and god angle angle it, it splits it in the middle of a word from page to page, yeah. and I'm like... But to Professor Angle, he was of no further assistance, so he had him killed. <laughs> All traces of strange dreaming had vanished with his recovery, and my uncle kept no record of his night thoughts after a week of pointless, irrelevant accounts of thoroughly unusual... of thoroughly usual visions. Night thoughts is like a TV show from the 1980s that would come on at 2 o'clock in the morning on some cable channel. All, wait, wait. Welcome to night thoughts. And all of a sudden, Elvira comes out, and she's like, you, I say... All night thoughts. Welcome to the the one where I take off all my clothes. Do you remember USA Up All Night? Yes. Oh my god. I fucking loved that because that's how I caught all of my favorite horror movies. Oh. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's too bad they didn't have Patrick Swayze hoping hosting it with a with his shirt off. Instead, they. Was, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was Elvira for a short for a short while, and then it was somebody else. Some. some mm-hmm. I don't mind Elvira. You be quiet. Mm, fuck you. She doesn't have a dick. Well, fuck you. I know, that's what makes her great. Imagine if she did, though. Oh, that would be an amazing... I, why did you put that in my head? It <laughs> would be an amazing gender fuck. And I could, I would sit there and be like, okay, all right, okay. And then I'll unzip my pants slowly and then be like, all right, I think we, can, have a, we can work with this. And now you have a vagina and you can't open your eyes. And you're like, no, Elvira! <laughs> and you have teeth for hair and hair for teeth. <laughs> Excuse me, Elvira. <laughs> I don't nibble with my mouth. I nibble with my head. (laughs) (laughs) Some huge man goes, so you have no teeth in there, just hair, right? (laughs) I like that. Here the first part of the manuscript ended, but references to certain of the scattered notes gave me much material for thought. So much, in fact, that only the ingrained skepticism then forming my physiolo- my philosophy. Ah, can I count for continue? Just you gotta finish. Of the artist. I can't finish this whole story. Mm. No way, it's 70 pages, Jason. No, I mean the f- first part, the clay part. Uh, how, mu- how much longer do we I We only got a couple more paragraphs. No, so I no. have a... Dude, I have a bunch of pages to me. No, it's not until we get to two, the table of Inspector Lagrassi. When we we can finish. All right, all right, um, all right, all right. So we the are horrors going clay. Here, the first part of the manuscript ended, but references to certain of the scattered notes gave me much material for thought. So much.
much, in fact, that only the ingrained skepticism then forming my philosophy skepticism. can account for my... Don't do that, because then I'll mess up the word more. <laughs> for my continued distrust of the artist. The notes in question were those descriptive of dreams of various persons covering the same period as that in which young Wilcox had his strange, visita strange visitations. My uncle, it seems, had quickly instituted a prodigiously far-flung body of inquiries amongst nearly all the friends whom could question without impertinence asking for nightly reports of their dreams and the dates of any notable visions for some time past. The repetition of his request seems to have been varied, but he must, he must increase his bust. I'm sorry, it doesn't yep. say, come on, Jason, you gotta make jokes too, I don't care how much longer it is. You told it just not to! It did it, you said don't, you messed me up! No, make jokes, but don't... <laughs> interrupt you. No, I want, no, no. Zizzers, zizzers, zizzers. I'm going to mute my, you know what I'll do? I'll mute myself while you read. No. And I'll continue to record my, my end of the thing and you won't know what I'm saying. No. No. That's I a great idea. I hate that. I'm muting Skype and you're going to keep talking. No. At the very least, I right, have received more responses than any order. You won't know if I do it. <laughs> I can hear your fan. He'll, he'll just think I fell asleep again. Jason's talking to himself now. I am. Anyway. Have received more responses than any ordinary man could have handled without a secretary. This original correspondence was not preserved, but his notes formed a thorough and really significant digest. Average people in society and business, New England's traditional salt of the earth, gave an almost completely negative result. And, of course, mass holes. <laughs> Fuck you, you motherfucking fuck. I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts now. <laughs> if you don't like the New England Patriots, I'm going to put my fist in your asshole. <laughs> what? Hold on a sec. You know who's supposed to come out now? Hey, everybody. No, we're reading a story, Jeff. Go away. Those scattered cases of uneasy but formless nocturnal impressions appear here and there, always between March 23rd and April 2nd, the, the period of young Wilcox's delirium. Scientific men were little more affected, though four cases of vague descriptions suggest fugitive glimpses of strange landscapes. And in one case, there is mention mentioned a dreaded Something abnormal. A dread of something abnormal. My giant dick in your mouth. <laughs> That's me. I have Cthulhu in my pants. Hi, everybody. It was far from the artisan poets that the pertinent answers came, and I know that panic would have broken loose had they been able to compare God, notes. You sound like a wussy. As it was, lacking the original letters, I half suspected the computer. The computer. The compiler. <laughs> That's right, I had a computer. It's 1926. Fuck you, I invented it. Here it is, my computer. Computer. There were actually rudimentary <laughs> transistors back then, Jason. You know uh, that, right? Suspected the compiler of having asked leading questions or of having edited the correspondence in, corro in corroboration of what he had latently resolved to see. That is why I continue to feel that Wilcox, somehow cognizant of the old data which my uncle had possessed, had been imposing on the veteran scientists. These responses from from told a disturbing tale. You know, this is the whole thing, is that I'm I read it, but then you read it ten times better, and it makes me feel bad. Makes me feel <laughs> oh, bad about I'm sorry. myself. What do I do? What What was I trained to do? What is the only yeah, thing I've ever the, been you trained to do? You know what I was do? trained to do? I was trained to fuck. <laughs> 
I don't know what I'm good at. I'm not good at anything. Thanks, Jason. Stop. Oh, my God. I didn't mean to cause an existential crisis. Uh, from February 20- I, I, You know what? When I, I told you, when I make my YouTube videos, when I used to make them anyway, it's, it's literally nine hours of me saying the word fuck because I can't make a coherent sentence that sounds good and then me cutting those out so that you hear, from February 28th to April 2nd, a large proportion of them had dreamed very bizarre things. Fuck, 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 fuck. The intensity <laughs> of the dreams being immeasurably the stronger during the period of the sculptor's delirium. Over a fourth of those who reported anything reported scenes, fuck, 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 fuck. And half sounds. <laughs> Not unlike those which Wilcox had described. And some of the dreamers confessed acute fear of the gigantic nameless thing visible toward the last. One case which the note describes with emphasis was very sad. The subject, a widely known architect with leanings towards theosophy and occultism, went violently insane on the date of young Wil- Wilcox's seizure and expired several months later after ins- ins- incessant ins- when it's split it's another split word incessant screamings to be saved from one from from some escaped den- denizen of hell had my uncle referred to these cases by name instead of merely by number i would have attempted some corroboration and personal investigation but as it was i succeeded in tracing down only a few all of these however bore out the notes in full i have often wondered if all the objects the professor's questioning felt as puzzled as did this fr- as the, uh, this fraction it is well that no explanation shall ever reach him the press cuttings, as I have intim- Im- uh, intimated, touched cases of panic, media, mania, media, mania, media, media, media. YouTube, <laughs> mass media, podcasts, YouTube, and eccentricity during the given period. Professor Angel must have employed a cutting bureau, for the number of extracts was tremendous, and the sources scattered throughout the globe. Here was a nocturnal suicide in London, where a lone sleeper had leapt from a window after a shocking cry. My teeth are hair. My hair is teeth. <laughs> <laughs> my teeth are hair. My hair are teeth. My cruel world. He actually had yeah, enough time why? to say all of that before he hit the ground. <laughs> I need a hair and my hair are teeth. I have to brush my mouth with soap. My roof is much higher than I thought it would be. <laughs> I wonder what that sounds like. I know I'm what? I know I'm a bad person, but part of me wonders. You know exactly what it sounds like. You've watched the 9/11 videos. No, but I don't know what it sounds like. Yeah, you do because there's Okay, so I... did you ever watch the one that followed one of the fire departments on that day? Um, no. When they were in the lobby and walking in between the two buildings, you would hear this regular slam, like this huge wham, like something really heavy hitting the ground, and that were that was people jumping, leaping from the building. Oh, I thought it, I, yeah. he, I thought it was uh, part of the gas mains exploding. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's a wham, really? Well, well, that, come on, look how high they're falling. No, from. you know what? I was just thinking. Come here, come here. <laughs> that is power. <laughs> And you know exactly what I'm talking about, too. It's from Conan the Barbarian. Yes. The riddle of steel. The riddle. You took my father's sword. <laughs> Flesh is stronger. Here, likewise, <sighs> a rambling letter to the editor of a paper in South America, where a frantic deduce... They had papers, Yale? Where a frantic deduces yes. a dire future from visions has seen. A dispatch from California describes a theosophist colony as donning white robes and masks for some glorious filament. Which never arrives. Fulfillment. I don't fucking care. Filament. <laughs> it's not filament. You know what? I you know what I should do from now on. 
I should just, and I want all of the listeners to understand, I really am going to do this. I'm just going to read the word wrong and keep reading. (laughs) (laughs) Glorious filament, which never arrives whilst items from India speak guardedly of serious native unrest towards the end of March. Voodoo orgies multiply in Haiti, and African outposts report ominous mutterings. American officers in the Philippines find the certain tribes bothersome about this time. In New York, policemen are mobbed by hysterical Levanites. Levantines. Valentines? Levantines on the night of March 22nd and 23rd. The west of Ireland, too, is full of wild rumor, and legendary and fantastic painter named Ardois Bonnet, or Bonneau, hangs a blasphemous dream landscape in Paris, Spring, Salon of 1926. Everyone's going cuckoo crazy, you understand? (laughs) And so numerous are recorded troubles in insane asylums that only a miracle could have stopped the medical fraternity from noting strange parallelisms and drawing mystified conclusions. A weird bunch of cuttings, all told. And I can this state scarcely envisage the callous rationalism with which I set them aside. But I was then convinced that young Wilcox had known of the older matters mentioned by the professor. That's it. That's it. Thanks, Eddie, for reading the story. Thanks, Jason, for reading a story. No problem. And hey, guys, we're going to continue reading. This is the new format of the show. And if you guys want us to read your story, then please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page and leave it for us there, or let me know how you want to get it to me. For Let Me Finish, this has been Jason Hart. I have penises for teeth, and I have teeth for penises. <laughs> <laughs> They Wait! Keep flopping over my mouth. <laughs> Wait! Penis is plural. <laughs> well, you have to have more than one to replace every tooth. Wouldn't you just have one big tooth? No, several replacing every tooth. All five hundred and four <laughs> of your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe one or two of your nine thousand ribs, <laughs> or your eight thousand spinal columns. <laughs> not just not just one bone, but several columns of spines, like Klingons. You have several hearts and lungs. Would you please, please say your name? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Pleasant dreams. I hope you can open your I eyes. Have hair for teeth and teeth for hair. the lemmy finish podcast is a lemmy listen podcast production with atticus blake and jason harding with music by kevin mcleod produced by jason harding you can find more lemmy listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.